Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week we toss objects with our mind with a band of powerful allies across a crazy complex story in Scarlet Nexus, a gaming adventure told from two perspectives. We're also talking about the Switch OLED model, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, and potential new fighting games. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. also think the story of god eater 3 has been beaten because i seen the craziest thing i've seen in a while this week whoa whoa what happened there was this restaurant somewhere i'm forgetting where but mm-hmm. at, at one point this week they sold a chicken sandwich you know a, a delectable chicken sandwich with a piece of chicken sometimes there's sauces and toppings on it but nothing out of the ordinary about the chicken sandwich portion of it but the bread was made entirely of airheads extreme candy and i said to myself at that exact moment we've been beat Air, wait so the bread was made out of airhead extreme candy yeah it was very colorful get and out it was of a here chicken sandwich that no. i think <laughs> it was sold for like three hours i think like no. at one day this week this is not real and i'm like well it's totally real. I'll send you. <laughs> I'll send you the picture. Look it up, listeners. It's real. I was God, like, "Wow." Real. It's like I don't want it, but at the same time, I do. No, like, I don't want it. it. Burn it. Hey, man! It sounds a lot better than G Fuel Chili Dog Sanic flavor. <laughs> what do you mean? That sounds delicious. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, it comes with a cool little like shaker bottle with Sanic on it but i don't know about a chili dog flavored you know energy drink hey, you know you never know chili dog still i mean it's just a drink i wonder if the chili dog g fuel pairs well with the airheads extreme chicken sandwich huh no both of those things should never should have never existed both of them should not have existed i i don't think main mission meal is gonna have a, a airheads extreme version no but you know how some restaurants throw in a little airheads extreme like with like a kids meal or something i can't remember which restaurant did that but i know one of them did it might have been like kfc or something at a time like one restaurant used to throw in an airheads extreme as your little like candy with a kids meal or something <laughs> yeah i see ours is gonna be different we're gonna have like good candy like the ones in like old people give you like the strawberry one it's gonna have that or or like the the kit kat cereal flavored like the fruity cereal flavored kit kat bar and not the fruity pebbles bar we make a Kit Kat uh, chicken sandwich flavored candy. Throw it in there. Ooh, actually, that sounds kind of good, to be honest with you. Really? And I'm surprised that they haven't already. Have they already made that? I don't know. Do a chicken and waffles one. That would be good. They had a chicken and waffles Lay's. That was pretty good. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Like, think about it. It's a, it's a Kit Kat's a wafer bar, right? Yeah. The same thing as a waffle, like same kind of like same thing as a waffle, a chocolate, make a chicken and like syrup flavor. There you go. Yeah, and pair your chicken and waffles Kit Kat with a nice uh, markers on the map presents trial by energy drink, and you've got yourself like a a, a wholesome meal that is sure to get you energized and uh, ready to start a long day of playing games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, our weekly gaming adventure. My name's Daniel. I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert, and how have you been this week? Uh, pretty good. Nothing really that extreme or going on, but, you know, it's been pretty good. How have you been? I've been alright. Played some games this week, but I, I built a Gundam this week. My first ever Gundam model. So, that's pretty exciting. It's a new experience that I've not had. Yeah, you did send me that. It looks pretty nice. Yeah, I bought a, a high-grade Barbatos. It's like an entry model. It was like $13, I think, at Target, so that's cool. I don't, I'm probably not going to paint this one or anything, but like, I am interested in, uh, in building another one. So it's like, sometimes I need a hobby that's not games every now and then. I also 
watched a few TV shows recently, which is something I, I rarely do because it's hard for me, but yeah, Gundam models, like, a nice, very tranquil, like, exercise, basically. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we gotta talk about some news this week, but before we do that, on this episode of Markers on the Map, we're gonna be talking about the game Scarlet Nexus um, later in the show, but there's something about Scarlet Nexus, Robert, that I wanted to put earlier in the show so as to not like distract from actually talking about the game uh later on uh-huh. so i wanted to tell you about like you've played the demo i played that we we enjoyed the demo i think yeah. we talked about it um about a month ago maybe a little longer um but the enemies in this game have really weird and interesting and like off the wall names mm-hmm. so what i thought i would do is i would write a few of them down and i would say to you I, I would i would give you two names and i would be like well you got to tell me which one is the actual enemy in scarlet nexus and which one is fake okay this, this is interesting <laughs> all right all right yeah so i was gonna bring this up during it but i'd say let's just kick off the the show with it so first one which is the actual scarlet nexus enemy is it saws paws or slap clap uh slap clap nope it's saws paws <sighs> all right second one rat rut or drip drop drip drop nope it's rat rut <laughs> all right all right winery chinnery or zapper snapper zapper snapper it has to be what i don't know winery chinnery it's winery chinnery no you better not <laughs> There's also Juddy Chinnery and Slippy Chinnery. <laughs> mm. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Barista Santa or Ma's Claws? Barista Santa? It's Barista Santa. Oh, That's my. an enemy. It's like a little jack-in-the-box thing almost. Oh, man. Um, how about... <laughs> how about Bronyon or Spawnyon? Spa- this says Spawn Spawnyon. That one's a trick question. Those are actually both real. <laughs> oh, my. All right, all right. Kitchen rummy or buzzsaw honey? Buzzsaw honey? Kitchen rummy. These, oh, <laughs> these aren't real. For some reason, I thought this was going to be easy, and I didn't think mine were all that great, but, man. <laughs> all right, here's here's the last one. Plateau pendu or blasting bendu? Blasting bendu. No, it's Plateau Pendu. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, th- I wonder if the ones I make just sound weirder than the ones in the game. I'm like, let me let me think what rhymes But they But ha- they have a theme Bendu. going. The ones you made have a theme going. It's like, yeah, like, there's a drip drop. I was like, well, there could be enemy that, like, throws things at you. So it could be considered, like, is throwing water. So, like, drip. So, like, yeah. that was my, like, my mindset going into this. But... The real answers, I'm just like, they make absolutely zero sense. The enemy names in this are quite interesting. Some of the most interesting names I've ever seen. There's a few I haven't um, written down. There's like oil pool or something like vial pool or there's the doppel pool or something. It's like an enemy that splits up. There's like vine yawn. I'm like, which are the most interesting ones I can try to deceive with? So just wanted to to do that so we didn't take up talking about <laughs> the game with that because i was like you know what i gotta i gotta talk about these enemy names so <laughs> anyway let's get into some news this week uh pretty interesting first thing we got here switch oled edition well um let me be the first to say that this was well first of all it wasn't I wasn't expecting an announcement just like on a random Tuesday morning, but I guess I should be conditioned for things like that from Nintendo. Yeah. But this isn't necessarily the upgrade I was hoping for. It's just the Nintendo DS Lite. There's the regular DS, and then this is just the DS Lite. Bigger screen, brighter screen. It's OLED, at least. Yeah, it's it's one of those like generational upgrade things that Nintendo has done with like the DS. Or, like, the Game Boy Advance, where they did Game Boy Advance SP. This is a, sl- a Switch with a slightly bigger screen. And it's an OLED screen. That's cool. Uh, a new dock that has an Ethernet uh, port in it, or LAN port. But no performance upgrades. This isn't a Switch Pro as... I mean, 
the rumor or the thing that people are talking about is like with all the computer parts shortages and the chip shortages it's like maybe this switch pro couldn't exist right now but that's just you know rumor the the issue i'm taking with this is that i want it but there's no reason for me to get it <laughs> right at, at the beginning this would be like a backup switch to get later on it, it looks very nice but at the same time as somebody who owns a regular Nintendo Switch, this doesn't seem like a worthwhile upgrade to me. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like I have the Switch. I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really care for the whole OLED. Like, yeah, it looks nice, but seven twenty. I don't really. You know, I don't. I don't think I'm. A, I mean, I like the like the color white of it. Yeah, that's cool. But other than that, I hope they sell the white Joy Cons. I think they'll sell the white Joy Con. I really do like it. But other than that, uh, this is this is not. A, this is like is it is it's just like if you bought a, a launch ps4 and then you bought the slim like yeah it's a quieter and it's all this other stuff but it's basically the same thing just a little quieter maybe a little nicer instead of going from like a regular ps4 to a ps4 pro yeah that's what i'm hoping it, like a tv only edition of the switch could potentially be like there's the switch Lite, maybe there's a tv only version with like a performance boost or something or running you know monster hunter rise at 60 frames stuff like that yeah. or age of calamity for that matter it, it does look nice but the the benefits you get from the oled switch is in handheld mode which is not something i generally do with my switch i'm more of a tv mode person myself yeah. um so it, it's good i guess for entry people like who are getting into switch for the first time or you know since i collect for the switch i'll, I'll probably get it in some years because it'd be nice to have a backup switch in in a box just in case the like mine ever like the battery ever got messed up or something like years online because switch is like the only system i intend to collect 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 for but overall it's not exactly what i was hoping for i think the coolest part for me is that it's launching with Metroid Dread, and it looks like a Switch made for Metroid Dread. I just thought that was really clever of them. So, I'd say it's an interesting, if not a deflating, announcement. Honestly, I don't, I don't know how I feel about. I just don't know how I feel about this OLED Switch. It's like I, I, I like it's nice, but someone did point out for fifty bucks more, you could just buy a PS Five digital. That like, is true. <laughs> I I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like it, but just it's not worth the three fifty they're asking for. I mean, it is if you don't already have a base switch. If you if you wanted to switch at this point, like it, like if you were just thinking about getting a switch, it, the OLED version would be a great hopping on point. But I don't see any reason that this should be you know bought up as if it were like as coveted as a ps5 because this is just the screen update basically i mean there's a few other nice new features there's a new dock but at the same time it's it's not it's not a boosted switch so it's like people who already have a normal switch should not be clamoring for this no in my opinion this is not like worth this, this doesn't need to be yeah. like resold and all that for pre-order like, is not if worth. somebody's just getting into it yeah yeah staying over not staying overnight and getting it no it's like i mean if if you're well enough to get like if you're so well enough that you can get every switch that ever released like if you have every single like switch and you just like want this one for your collection i guess go for it but this is meant for the people who, for some reason, couldn't get their hands on the Switch, so they just get this version. It's the whole thing of, like, when a game gets re-released with Definitive Edition, and the people who own it day one are, are kind of, like, angry that they don't get the upgrade, but that's the whole point, that we got it day one, then people had to wait for however how long it had to take to get the Definitive Edition out. Hey, but hear me out. It's a video game console in 2021. It's going to be sold out and put online for ludicrous prices. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's let's talk about some nicer things. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. That is coming out August 20th. It is a $30 upgrade from base PS4 version to PS5 Director's Cut. What this does is it adds... A brand new Iki Island expansion, which is a new story in the Ghost of Tsushima world on Iki Island. Owners of the PS4 version, I believe, can upgrade to that to get just that for $20. It's $30 for PS5 because of the next-gen features they're adding. They're adding some cool things like DualSense support, 
they are adding lip sync for the Japanese dub, which is really cool. Um, and they they boast faster loading times, but that's not really ever been a problem with Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always loaded fairly like speedily. Um, I'm a fan of this being a thirty dollar upgrade as opposed to having to rebuy the whole thing for 70 because there will be a, ver- a disc version that's 70 but yeah. like since i already own the game it's cool that they're doing the 30 dollar upgrade um i'm really hoping death stranding takes a similar approach because it's sure it's a bit pricey for you know an upgrade but there's expansions and it's not people are mad at this that it's a 30 dollar upgrade but you're mm-hmm. getting an expansion and a ps5 version so it's like i don't know (laughs) i don't necessarily think you get what i'm saying i mean yeah but at the same time in the sense of we've been getting like borderlands is a free upgrade siege was a free upgrade like there's a lot of games that are just doing like yeah here's just a free upgrade for the ps5 version i i get it because it's if it's the same game what's the point of repaying like rebuying it but yeah. it's that's always it's always been like that. When GTA Five came from PS3 to PS4, mind you, that game did launch on PS3. When it came out on PS3 and it was for PS4, it wasn't like you got the upgrade for free. You had to buy a whole new version of it for the PS4. I say um, to the people that are mad about the PS5 edition being a thirty dollar upgrade, um, but you get the expansion. If you have the PS4 version, get the twenty dollar expansion for the DLC content. It's still going to run at 60 frames on your PlayStation 5. <laughs> so, if you don't want to splurge the extra 10 bucks for the DualSense features and the Japanese lip sync, which admittedly is really cool, um, it's like the option is there for you not to. So, I also appreciate like the options people are having with this. Um, I'm just excited for Marcos Tsushima. Yeah. Like, uh, like we said, it's my second favorite game on the console. <laughs> finally buy it for the PS5, though. Get all the upgrades with it. Speaking of DLC, Fitness Boxing 2 <laughs> is getting song DLC. I haven't played that game in a minute. But you know what else is getting DLC? What else is getting DLC? That Streets of Rage 4 we've been talking about for a while. And it's coming out this month. I believe they're adding three new characters. They are adding some new modes. I believe one is a survival mode, which is like a random, randomly generated thing. Uh-huh. And then there's, like, a, a weekly generation of, like, certain gauntlets. Um, there's going to be some new music from the guy who did Sonic Mania. And color palette options, which is always good for a beat-em-up. A new difficulty level. And new moves, I want to say. And that's only going to be 8 bucks, so I'm probably going to upgrade my copy of Streets of Rage 4. I think they're also doing a new physical edition, so that's pretty cool. Would you want to see more beat-em-up games, honestly? Since Streets of Rage 4 is getting all this like DLC and stuff like that? I do want to see more beat-em-up games, which is why I'm super looking forward to that team's TMNT take later on this year. Uh-huh. The Shredder's Revenge, that looks like next level. Like, if Streets of Rage is supposed to be the purest throwback that Ninja Turtles game looks like it's a little more modernized. Um, mm-hmm. Streets of Rage 4 has this classic sensibility to it, but from what I'm seeing of the Shredder's Revenge trailers and stuff, it's a little more modernized, so I'm interested to see um, how stuff like that works. And then often I revisit classics like uh, Capcom beat 'em up bundle with like Captain Commando and all that stuff. Those, those are really just fun to kick back for an hour with and run. Ah. <laughs> uh. Some some beat-em-up games I wish would have a remake. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking about Spawn. <laughs> yep. Spawn with yeah more modern-day beat-em-up mechanics and actual arcade graphics would be pretty nice. I, I, there's a few I've been wanting to play for a while, like the Ninja Warriors Return or something, and like the Takeover, that really interesting one that they showed at Limited Run Games E3 show. That's an interesting one. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean... We've done share play on it, so I mean, we could always go back to it and play that yeah. with the upgrade. Yeah, Streets of Rage Four, awesome game. Beat 'em ups, definitely going to be an episode or two of that later, uh, at some point. Yeah. I think we've been saying that since the start. And I Honestly. promise, at some point, it'll. <laughs> I think we have been saying it since oh. the beginning. We gotta, we gotta get some couch co-op, <laughs> River City Girls, all that. Anyway, 
You've heard of that Hot Wheels Unleashed game, right? That's coming out in September, I believe. Sounds familiar. I think we may have discussed, like, we. I think we talked about it. Yeah, it's a it's an arcade racer. It's like a kart racer almost. Although I don't think there's items in it, which is kind of interesting. Um, it takes place on Hot Wheels tracks. It looks really cool. The cars look plastic, like real Hot Wheels cars, and you're on like tracks with the little like monsters that they throw in the sets and everything. They just announced that it's going to get a track editor, which my, th- this game had like my like utmost interest, but now it's like it's like a must buy for me because like it looks really cool and it looks like it's no nonsense arcade racing which is something i like like that classic mario kart style Mm -hmm. and now there's a track editor something i wish mario kart had (laughs) (laughs) uh it's like i've always liked the whole idea of like being able to do anything like track editing and all that but i just i can never really do it i guess i like the premise of someone else being able to do it and i could just play their track that's kind of like how I am with Mario Maker. Like, I don't have the patience to sit down and make a level. I've, I have, and I've uploaded levels on the Wii U version, but, like, I enjoy playing other people's levels. <laughs> it's like, I, I I don't know, I'm just not, I guess I'm not that creative. Some people just make some creative ideas. I'm just like, I don't know how they thought of it, but it works. Yeah, and, and when they have something like this, it's almost like nearly infinite content. So yeah. I'm always down for that. Um, It reminds me kind of of a game that um you might have heard of came out for the PSP, but also I think it came out on the PS3 called Mod Nation Racers. Yes. That was I like remember. a like a yep. little bit Yeah, you you've heard of that. Yes, I've heard of it. It was like an interesting, if not a little floaty kart racer where you could just make tracks and of course there's like track mania and everything, but I think that's a subscription service now. But hey man, in the Hot Wheels one, you could play as like actual plastic Hot Wheels and yeah. they look really cool. <laughs> so anyway, Doom Eternal we might get to this in games today. We might not. But Doom Eternal had its next-gen update. I was going to bring this up last week. PS5 version is a little upsetting because your save and your trophies, which I got platin, um, do not transfer over to the PS5 version. So, you know, having to collect all the power-ups and everything is a bit of a bummer <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. I don't know how some of the infrastructure with the PS5 upgrades work, but I'm a little upset that I lost all my progress because I did have a 100% complete save file for, for Doom Eternal. So that's a bit of a bummer. But I think the bigger news to talk about here with Doom is that they are canceling the invasion mode that they've been talking about since you know the game launched, mm-hmm. where I believe the premise was that you could invade someone else's game as a demon. They're canceling that, and they're instead shifting their focus to a brand new single-player horde mode. And to be honest with you, I actually like the sound of this better, but I know it's upsetting a lot of people right now. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it went... In, in. I guess I'm saying is it went from a PvP to a, oh, it's only a horde, so you're getting, going to just get into PvE. I'm all for that at this moment. Yeah. So, I... I know some people would be upset, but I'm all for it. Like, you know what? I'm tired of playing against players. Player. Let me just play against some robots. Exactly. There's already a PvP mode in this game. It's like they want. It's like it sounded like they wanted to make it like a Dark Souls thing. Yeah. But now they're making it like a co-op horde mode thing, but not co-op single player, which is interesting. So, I mean, the game itself is already like a giant horde mode, especially mm-hmm. the DLC, which I just started. But um. I'd be interested in seeing what type of arenas they come up with that. So I'm actually excited for that. I'm playing through the PS5 version and, and some of the DLC. So um, Doom Eternal is a great game. It's a little... Like, I can see why people don't like it. It's a little more puzzly, I want to say, than Doom 2016. Um, but I really like it. Anyway, a couple more things this week. First off... NetherRealm have confirmed, announced, I should say, they have pretty much finished Mortal Kombat 11. The the support for yes. it, like content-wise, over. They're moving on to their next thing. So, overall, what there was two years of content updates for that is pretty good for a game in yeah. you know in the games industry. Um, um, two years is a pretty good support window for a fighter. I would wish they would have added one more character. 
is the character select screen uneven? I think it's uneven. I think the bottom row might oh, have more than the top no. row. I think there is like it's only one more character off. So a lot of people were like, just add either like Triborg again, so you can get like Smoke and and like Cyrax and Sector, or just add like Reptile. But see, no, Street Fighter Five added twelve just to avoid this. Yeah, that's like adds, they're just like add something to make it even. I know for most people. It's not going to be a major problem. Just like it doesn't matter, but I just notice it. I just feel like it's so. It's like it's not even. Like there's nothing on. Like there's a slot missing. And at the same time, it is a great roster. There's a lot of customization options for your characters, which we always like to see. Um, the game itself, I would. Would you say it's fairly balanced? Honestly, yes. Obviously, there will always be like a couple. Of crazy character, I think Sub Zero is one of them. I think he's really, I, at least from what I've seen, he's OP. Uh, some some lower tier, some higher tier, but it's pretty much pretty balanced. It, characters have their strength, uh, but like I said, every game has that whole tier system. But I've seen a lot of people who pick quote unquote low two characters and win with them. It's not is not really a whole like I guess the tier system for me it just says like oh which character has the most chance to win as in combinations combos defense offense and all that that's just all it really is but if you can master a character n- no one can really you know take that away from you if you can understand and know what to do in certain scenarios of character like you know when to block how to block with any character you'll be fine but i don't know there are because I, I i feel like when you do play online i've only played against like scorpions and sub-zeros the popular character yeah the popular characters <laughs> Well, see, tier lists are always in, like, the eye of the person that makes them, I think. Or yeah. somebody who's, like, you know, watching tournaments all the time and they're, like, analyzing it. Um, a Street Fighter tier list might have Ryu in the S tier because Ryu's easy to pick up. He's very mm-hmm. viable. He's very versatile. He's got a lot of options. But in, they might put Fong at, like, the D or F tier. But I'd be real scared of the pro Fong player because there's probably some things we haven't seen from that character. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't want to go up. Like, say what you want about about Fong being an, an interestingly weird character that has a lot of weird moves and, like, poison and everything. But, like, the person who can use him can probably make it seem like an S tier. Uh, Same with characters like Ed, like, who I never thought was, like, super high up on a tier list myself. Yeah. But who knows? All I know is that Mortal Kombat 11, I'll, I'll say this right now, I only bought Mortal Kombat 11 for Spawn. And he was definitely worth it. I, I Yeah, he was 100% worth it. That's the only character I play Spawn. I I switched uh, to Street Fighter Five. That was like probably the only fighting game I, I, I play at this moment. Like Mortal Kombat 11 is fine and all, but I only really got it for Spawn. What do we think is next? We've gone over this before, but do we think it's going to be Injustice 3? Do we think it's going to be that rumored Marvel versus DC, which I really don't think so? (laughs) There's always, there was that rumor, and this is strictly a rumor, that that Marvel and uh, NetherRealm were going to work on a Marvel title. And I said there's only three options. It's a self-alone Marvel fighting game, it's a Marvel versus DC game, or the most unlikely thing to happen, it's a Marvel versus Mortal Kombat game, which it won't happen ever. Um, Disney and Marvel are very strict to what goes down, what represents their character and what they're in. Um, So the best... The best we can get is most. Li- I think most likely it is a Marvel versus DC game, but that's just strictly rumors. That's not even confirmed at all. I think we'd be likelier to get Injustice Three, like Injustice playing 3. the playing this as safe as possible. I pretty much think that that's gonna happen. I'd be shocked if that wasn't it. Put it that way. <laughs> Here's the thing: a a couple, maybe like two weeks, not two two months ago, Ed Boon tweeted out like, "What games do you want to see like updated or like brought back?" And there was like obviously the like, you know, co- common ones you would think would be in there. I think I can't remember it, but I remember the one I wanted was uh, Ki Killer Instinct. Was oh on yeah, there. Killer Instinct. And I remember him tweeting. I that. remember Microsoft saying that they're they want to make another Ki game, but they're just looking for the right studio to do it. They just need the right team. Yeah, it's kind of like something Sega was saying, I believe this this past week about we can make a new Virtua Fighter if it advances the formula, something like that. I'm I'm 
getting the quote completely wrong, but they're like, if we can make it different enough or new enough, basically, like, change the experience of a virtual fight or stuff like that. It, that strikes me as similar to, let's find a, a team to work on it, so. Yeah. Some of these fighting games need new new versions or yes. new releases. and <laughs> Like, KI's been out since the Xbox One came out, right? So, it's launched... like 13, yeah. That's yeah. the last KI game. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting games is always a... It's always an interesting topic for us. We we know there's probably going to be a new anime fighter coming up here pretty soon, too. Uh, just based on rumors. Anyway, there's some Red Dead Redemption 2 news this week, right? I guess they're adding train heist. That's what it sounds like. It's uh, was it blood? It's like blood money or anything else. That's what it's called, right? The DLC. I only saw it this morning. Is it gonna be like GTA Online's like heist things, like multi-leveled adventure things where you set up? Or I know you've done a few of those. I know, I know. But let me see if I can find. Yeah, it's called. So yeah, Red Dead is getting the DLC called Blood Money. So I guess it is heist. I think it think it's in uh, Saint Saint Denis. Saint Denis, Saint Denis, yeah, Saint Denis. So, yeah, I guess you take jewelry because I think in the trailer they say like diamond, emeralds, and rubies. So it's probably like train heist and all that. But, mm. uh, is it the heist we've been asking for? Yeah, because people have been asking for like, like, can't why can't we do train robberies? Like, have like missions like that. I don't know. We'll see how far this goes. I would, I would like to see other type of DLC before. Like, I think train robbery should have been in it since like the very early on. At this point, I would expect like under nightmare 2 but um that's just me um hey i i think bare minimum i'm asking for is 60 frames on that game and some better loading times that's yes. like my big want for red dead right now because it still seems like a bit of a slog even even with the even with like the halved loading times on ps5 <laughs> honestly the only reason gta uh well, gta but red dead online is not doing so well because they have to focus so much in gta 5 but i think gta 5 online has been on since forever and i think i would i would want to play red dead more but they don't update it as much i, I would want to play red dead more too but that's red dead is because more i don't fun. play gta 5 right because yeah, it is you <laughs> can't you can't get demolished by a guy on a flying motorbike with the rocket launchers on it like in red dead is hey, just you can fish yeah, you can fish in red. You can't do that in GTA Five. Yeah, you can't fish in GTA Five unless you unless they added it. I don't. I've not played GTA Online, so I don't know. Oh, but yeah, Red Dead. That's something I'd really love to go back to when a next gen version comes out. It it feels like it was made for next gen consoles when it when it came out, in my yeah. opinion. But we're gonna have to get a Grand Theft Auto Five update first. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not getting that. It's the story's I'm the same. Either. PlayStation yeah. Plus users get the online for free, so whatever. I guess I'll just take that. Anyway, last little bit of news today. Among Us is getting a physical edition for everything, I believe. Looks like Xbox, PS4, PS5, and Switch. And there's one that comes with a little purple Among Us plushie. He's wearing a crown, and that doesn't make sense to me because on Fall Guys, the purple one is wearing a little uh, plant on his head. So I don't know what what's going on with this canon uh, Among Us, but... uh interesting to see it's finally getting a physical release i know limited run did a pc one um not too long ago so here's a game that i don't think is talked about as much as it was like a half a year ago but all i want when i look at these among us physical edition box sets is for them to just finally do a fall guys physical edition i really want a box copy of fall guys <laughs> I imagine if the Fall Guys physical came, like, all that, it came with the, the actual game, uh, man, it could even drop it physical, but it would just be the box, but the box could come with, like, a, a skin code, um... Ooh, yeah, like a special code for purchasers actually, of the physical edition? The, phys the physical one could come with the Fall Guy holding a physical copy of the game in its hand. The physical version could come with a DLC code to get all three of the fast food variants. <laughs> Bruh, the, you're, the, you gotta win those Cajun fries. They're not making it easy for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm they're not making it easy. I want them to come out with a Fall Guys plush that could come with the uh, physical edition, hypothetical physical edition that I hope they make that's the same quality as the Binding of Isaac plush. <laughs> it's oh. very, like, durable quality. I love it. <laughs> yeah, like, a plush maybe, but no, yeah. Uh, Among Us, physical. 
it just depends on how many people still play Among Us. They're putting it on console, but I think I don't think they're even out yet. Though I don't think the PlayStation's. If it's out already, then that's fine. But that's I don't think that I don't think the digitals are out yet. Yeah, that stuff should have been out pretty quick. I don't know. We will see. Anyway, last thing here, a Nintendo Direct rumor. This one's sponsored by Markers on the Map presents Trial by Energy Drink. This week's flavor is Sour Apple Save Point. Hi, my name is Chip, and I play Chip in Need for Sonic Underground. Oh boy, it's a real fast racing game full of fancy cars and real big graphics. But I wanted to remind you that it's only a game, and that in real life, you can't pull off the crazy stunts you hear about in this little excerpt. Make sure to follow all the rules of your world, and please stay safe. The streets are alive. The underground band rules over three distinct territories, and I need your help to take down each of their leaders. Codename the drummer, Manic. He's a wild one, but he runs a group of people new to the game. My spy, Chip, is on the case, sending us by-the-minute reports on all the goings-on, so if anything weird happens, we'll be the first to know. I need you to infiltrate his ranks and defeat his crew, obtaining new parts for your ride so that you can face the greater threats here. Codename the keyboardist, Sonya. Sonya's crew will prove difficult as their rides are technologically advanced in a way we are still researching. I got an old friend on the case. You'll have to buy, customize, and master parts you may never have heard of to defeat Sonya and her crew. I got a friend named Amy who's willing to lend you some hideouts around the city. And your final leader is codenamed the guitarist, Sonic. Let me tell you this man's crew was the fastest around and you'll have to delve into the world of exotic supercars just to stand a chance. But I know some birds in the hovercraft game who are working on some top secret projects. I think you're gonna like them. But before this all happens, you need to prove yourself on the streets. Show me and my crew what you got. Earn your spot, because there's nothing stronger than this family. Create a character and work your way up the ranks as part of Knuckles' racing family in Need for Sonic Underground, where taking on three villainous generals is just the start. Embrace a level of customization unparalleled in the racing game genre as you tackle challenges from friends and foes in this open-world racing adventure. Catch up and raise bond ranks with all your favorite Sonic characters like Shadow, Rouge, Tails, and more and unlock new parts and cars along the way. Tackle hundreds of races or challenge random roaming opponents to a one-on-one burst to the finish line. And get ready for the game's flagship feature, Band Missions, where you and your squad of friendly faces go above ground for the first time, racing in chaotic, transforming, universe-bending mindscapes against each of the three leaders. We don't want to spoil anything about these, but they're jaw-dropping events that only Need for Sonic Underground is capable of when it comes exclusively to the Nintendo Switch. Ooh, Sonic Underground. Ooh, Sonic, Sonic Underground. They made a vow. They did, in fact, make a vow. And that, you know what that vow was, right? To race fast cars? Yeah, to race fast cars. Now, see, Sonic Underground, to me, has always been a, a series that's about family. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're taking that to the next level with this uh this racing game this this real world racing game that has sonic characters in it so we've got the band members of course as the Mm -hmm. the three villainous generals so they're taking a villain like something must have happened like maybe the seer was evil all along and used some seer magic to turn them evil or maybe this is just some kind of alternate universe thing but see we've got knuckles the, the 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 family man knuckles uh and you're part of his crew you're racing day and night, you're earning rep, and customizing your cars and all that stuff. It's like a real a real good, solid entry in the racing genre, it sounds like. I mean, Need for Speed, there's been a rumor that there's going to be a new Need for Speed, so I think coming it, it come, they just announced the, the OLED Switch, so it might be you know launching new with that. It could be a bundle. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this showed up at the next Nintendo Direct. They, they've got the a perfect showcase for it, like... An OLED screen has the the way it shows the color black is very good on those. Like, it's insane how nice it looks. So, like the nighttime stages would really shine on the OLED screen. Um, 
I'm, I'm also looking forward to the cameos, of course, because, you know, I love me a good cameo. Um, but also these races, these these band races, which they say they're going above ground for the first time. And you, if you know anything about Sonic Underground, do you know that they don't go above ground? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not they're not Sonic above ground. So like, oh, I'm thinking like sky levels or something. And in bird people, we all know that's the the jet the hawk from Sonic Riders. Um, Sonic Riders, which I've had a poster of hanging up in my room ever since the the Wii one came out. So, <laughs> man, well, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully, they have some nice, you know, export. You know, got some different cars. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll have all the latest and greatest cars, and I'm sure that Tells, there will be um, original songs. <laughs> Tells me we riding in a Tesla because it's electric. Oh yeah. Well, now what kind of car would Knuckles have? Being the leader uh, of the family and all, uh, like he a, would have like a, a Camaro. He would. He. I think he would have a Camaro. Yeah, it's like a like a red Camaro, like Knuckles' Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. I could see a that. Real world Sonic racing game. I like this. I want this. Whoever came up with this one, that was a good idea. Anyway, we got some time to talk about Scarlet Nexus, shall we? Then let's go for it. Scarlet Nexus. Like I said uh, at the top of the show, we've both played the demo of this, so like you have, like you know what I'll be talking about when I talk about yeah. some of the gameplay mechanics here. Um, so first thing I'm gonna say is that that demo, while a really good demo, is actually not indicative of the actual final pro- product. I was a little surprised and a little taken off guard. Um, but Scarlet Nexus is an action RPG. I believe it was from some of the people who worked on uh, Code Vein and. Tales and God Eater, maybe, but um, it is a game where you choose a character, Yuito or Kasane, and you go through a story basically. And the demo kind of leads one to believe that the story is going to be about oh, we're fighting these monsters and you know, avoiding the press they call the press the crows or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's only a mention of like the press being a problem in the parts from the demo, basically. So what happens is you choose a character and you go on a few training missions with some of the other characters and each of them has a power like we know there's like the main character has gravikinesis power where he or she can throw objects um there's one that's fire there's one that imbues your weapon with electricity there's an invisibility one there's a teleportation one there's one where you can see invisible enemies there is one where you can harden your body so that you don't take any damage. There's one where you can go really fast, and there's one where you can duplicate um, objects you throw and eventually yourself. And depending on which character you choose, you get access to about half of the cast. And that's fine and all. You can level up these characters. Uh, you go through missions. You fight enemies. You fight a boss. It's pretty pretty standard. The story goes places that I wasn't quite prepared for. Like, the story, I don't want to say it jumps the shark, but man, it gets crazy. It's like, I'm not going to spoil anything um, Mm -hmm. this early on in the game's life cycle, but, like, I was a little taken aback by how crazy it got, like, right off the bat. Um, What I will say is that if you aren't necessarily planning on playing through the story mode in its entirety with both characters run kasane the female character because if you run yuito the male character and i chose to run kasane because i heard this um you're gonna be confused the whole time because none of the questions really get answered and you're just like why is this happening why is this happening why is this happening but the Mm -hmm. girl's story gives you kind of context for why things are happening and it's just the guy character that's like why is this happening in the middle of that story um, so it would, and at the same time, just like in the demo, I thought Yuito's gameplay was better. The sword wielder is better than Kazane's like floating knife things. Um, you can get them a little closer. Um, so there's that gameplay and story are one thing. There, there's enhancements to your abilities. You get like a little boost thing that comes up when like you defeat enough enemies and you'll get like a power up. Eventually you'll be able to click the sticks in like in any like action game, like a Devil May Cry where you get a special field where you can just wail on enemies with like a high level of strength. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. In between chapters, basically, you get some time, some downtime to 
talk to the other characters and raise your like social level with them almost kind of like persona except a little different um you can give them gifts and what i really liked is that both characters have different gifts so by the time i was done with both playthroughs um the whole entire base had was just full of stuff related to the characters it was like every character had like 18 different items or 20 i think some of them carry over but it was really cool to see that and when you raise your ranks with the characters you get like ability unlocks like you will be able to like press a button when they're at a like a 60 percent charge to have them pop out and do an attack even if they're not part of your main party you can have them do like additions to your attack if you get like a button prompt for it um you can improve your use of their ability uh like like i said with the duplication one eventually Mm -hmm. you can make copies of yourself so there's really cool things going on with that there's there's a lot of good things in this game it's it's fun in a moment to moment uh i think the bosses have a little too much health and some of the mechanics for the bosses are a little off to me um, but overall, I'd say, like, gameplay-wise, it's fine. Where I think it falters the most, though, is the pacing of the game. Yeah, mm, with, the, with the demo, it kind of felt that way, too. But, like, I thought the demo was fine, as far as pacing goes. But, man, I was not, like, prepared. Like, it got to the point where I I can read the text on the screen faster than the characters are saying it. So, I I read it and pressed x to go to the next text or whatever it, it got to that point there are so many cutscenes in this game like even for me even for me there's a lot like i i skipped all the cutscenes on my second playthrough because i was like i'm not gonna go through the story again i might in the future but on, on when i played as yuito i skipped all the cutscenes because i already played as kasane i know what's going on and i got to the end of the game in like six hours and it took me like 26 to beat the story which means there's like 20 hours of cutscene in this game it's it's a bit long-winded at, at times i mean the characters are great they're all likable for the most part but man it, it for some points the story gets very nonsensical or a little shark jumpy but you know it's it's fine for an anime story but man it's the demo doesn't really do a good job of illustrating the fact that this is a story driven game and not a gameplay driven game there were there were times when i was like doing bond events for like an hour and a half before i got back to any gameplay and the side quests are not great they're usually involve you going somewhere and defeating an enemy with a certain power or in a certain combo so there's a little bit of a gripe here now that's fine i guess like it, it is what it is when it comes to that. It, there's going to be story in the story-based game. But what bothered me about the pacing the most was you spend about 80% of the game with the, the four people that you're paired with. And towards the end of the game, l- let me back up for a second. You go on missions with the other characters early on, the characters you don't Mm -hmm. have access to, so you know what their powers are and everything. Yeah. But after about 10 chapters, it gives you the other characters that late in the game to start leveling up their bond levels with and start using their powers as part of your arsenal. So you go from having four partners to having about nine (laughs) at the... like. At the very end, almost. Like, there's a couple of chapters that happen. So, it, it throws so much at you at once. And then the last couple of chapters is, like, fight after fight after fight after fight after fight. And it just doesn't let up. So, it gets a little bit exhausting. Um, I think those are the big, like, drawbacks here. Like I said, the characters themselves are really cool. The plot is interesting, but it's not exactly what i was hoping for i want to say like mm-hmm. i was hoping for something a little more grounded but at the end it tur- or in the middle basically it kind of turned into something that i guess i should have expected <laughs> it being an anime style game and everything but um overall it's pretty good i would recommend maybe waiting for a sale for people who might be on the fence for it because the gameplay is solid, but there's a lot more 
story than there is gameplay, which is not what I got from the demo itself. So, like, if you liked the demo, like, you'll like the game play. Will you like the story? That's that's going to vary from that's person to person. Yeah, yeah that is that's a, a different, different story. story. <laughs> um, because it is very long-winded. Like, it's all right. It's not my favorite story, but it's long-winded. And you can tell a good story and not be long-winded. And you can tell a good story and be long-winded, and people aren't going to like that. A lot of people might not like long-winded, even though the content behind it is pretty decent. As for the plat, I did get the platinum. It wasn't too bad. It took about 37 hours on my file, and that's not counting a couple of times where I lost to a boss or one time where I accidentally forgot to save when I was grinding, which was heartbreaking. And yeah, overall... Remember how I was saying about the demo that the pink-haired character, the girl, um, Arashi, she mm-hmm. was going to be the best character. She seemed like she was the coolest character. Yeah, she, I remember she that. Absolutely, yeah, she absolutely was the, the best character. I was like, <laughs> man, she was so cool. These characters are, like, way older than they look because they take, like, an anti-aging drug. So there's yeah. a character who, who, without spoiling how old he is, is really old. Like, it's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah. Arashi was the best character. She also had the really cool, like, speed power, and I don't know. She just played a lot of video games and wanted to play on an arcade machine. There's, like, an event where, like, she challenges everybody in your team to, like, play a fighting game or, like, a a racing game or something on on a console with, and they were all sitting around with, like, arcade sticks. So that was definitely my favorite character. There's a few other really good characters, but I liked the characters, and I liked the game. The game exhausted me, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll go back to it and actually look at Yuito's story, but after Kasane's story, I was just like, I'm exhausted, I'm tired. Fun game. <laughs> <laughs> I got the plat. Very cool. But yes. I'm, I'm benching it for a while. <laughs> it's like, the getaway, what, what we, or at least from this story, it's like, it's good gameplay, if you're looking for a good game to play, but story-wise, you might be a little bit on and off of it. It's, like, it's kind of like, it just depends if you like it or not. Yeah, it's it's not a story that's going to be for everyone, and it's definitely a story that even if you do like it, you might be so taxed by the amount of plot that there is mm-hmm. and how like confusing it can get with like terms and names and like this city is at war with this city and this person is from here and that person did that to that person a number of years ago. It's just if you want good gameplay, it's there, but yeah. the story that's something that it depends do some if you want research to invest, on. It. Yeah, it depends if you want to invest into it. And my recommendation, sure, play as the girl if you're only going to run the story once, because playing as the guy is going to lead to more con- more confusion than than anything. Because I could just see it every time the guy shows up in the girl story, he's like, "What's going on? Why is this happening? What am I doing? Where am I? Who are you? All this? Why are you doing this?" So, I'd say it's a solid game. I'm not disappointed in it or anything. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I wouldn't rate it like a 10 or anything, but, um, it is fun. And yeah, I like the weapon upgrade system. You, you basically, what you do is you exchange your weapon and a few items for the next level of that weapon. I think more games should do that. And that's my piece on Scarlet Nexus. (laughs) Anyway, I think before we finish today um i should talk about slime rancher real Mm -hmm. quick maybe like two minutes on slime rancher so you know the genre of games that's like supposed to be relaxing say your minecraft or your stardew valley no man's sky or slime rancher animal crossing well, no, Animal Crossing. I think is a, a, a Animal Crossing. I think is actually a really good example of actually being relaxing because there's no kind of management to it. You get what I'm saying? Animal yeah. Crossing. I just wish there was more to do, honestly. But something like these other ones, there's so much like resource management, and like in Slime Rancher, it's cute and everything. I really like how it looks, and the slimes are cute. There's like a little cat one. It's very cute. Um, you like put them in a little wall and they try to jump out and you got to go feed them and you got to like build your cases and your walls and stuff and you find them and feed them and at some point a lot of people think a game like this is relaxing and a lot of people who play it are like oh this is a very relaxing experience 
for me, it's just something like this or Minecraft or like a, a Stardew Valley, and I've not played it, but I know it, and like a No Man's Sky. They turn into very stressful things for me, and I can't relax. I can't, I can't relax when there's so much I want to like, I would like, okay, I got to go get this slime, bring it back here, put some money in the thing, go then. So like, as soon as that all starts happening, it starts becoming more of a stress simulator to me than anything. Like, mm. do you get stressed when you play Minecraft or is it just me, the type of person I am? No, I don't get stressed. I just get not stressed. I don't know. It's, I guess it's. I don't want to say it's stressed, but I do get, I, I don't say annoyed. Like, I'm trying to look for the right word. I guess it's annoyed when I'm trying to build something, but I don't want to just put on, you know, like, creative mode. I want to do survival and, like, actually do it, like, everything, like, I guess legit, quote-unquote, but just everything, like, you know, I worked for it and all that. It does get annoyed when it's just that. I don't get stressed about it. I don't get just like, oh, man, I gotta, I gotta do this and that. I gotta put the pigs in their pen or whatever. I don't really get, like, stressed like that. It's like, you know, when we played Minecraft and we started doing the furnace to make items and you put items in the furnace and you put an item in there to like turn the item into another item Mm -hmm. and we had like two furnaces, I was already like, okay, I got to keep an eye on this for make sure that's like, so I can replace it and make more when that one's done. And it's just like, I get so stressed about these things all of a sudden, whereas something like Animal Crossing, there's literally just like you sit there, you pluck a flower off the ground or something and you plant it somewhere else. But... I've found that these games that relax most people, like Slime Rancher, don't necessarily relax me because of the management. It's like I have to memorize and keep so many things um, in my head for other things that, like, when I play a game, I just want to, like, zone out and do something crazy. So when I was playing Doom Eternal, the Ancient Gods, uh, the first level, which was a hundred times crazier than anything in the main game, we'll talk about it next week or something, um, I was like... Tell me why this is more relaxing than Slime Rancher with a thousand enemies coming at me and me just like zipping around it. I'm like, tell me why this feels more tranquil to me than Slime Rancher where I don't have to keep memorizing how many things. I I think what did it for me in Slime Rancher was that I didn't know if you put like two or three different slimes in the same pen that they turn into like a monster slime. And this monster multiplied into like 50 of him. And Mm -hmm. consumed every one of my slimes and my chickens, by the way. They ate the chickens and pretty much burned my entire farm down. So, to that I say, rip and tear, Doomslayer. Yeah, I get that. I I understand the whole, like, do this, do that. Because I do that a lot with some games and it it just kind of... I don't know, I get overwhelmed with it and I just, like, I don't want to play it anymore. It's almost like I like creative on No Man's Sky in Minecraft, but yeah. you get bored with creative real quick because there's no yeah. goal. There's less of a goal than in, you know, the regular modes. But I guess something where you could just put it on easy and rail through a bunch of enemies is like a good time for someone like me, as opposed to like yeah. a stress simulator, like like a slime simulator turned into for me and that's not a knock against slime simulator it's actually very endearing and nice and i wish i could get into it but man (laughs) just sometimes i just want to go play dynasty warriors and hit a hundred enemies at once with my big sword (laughs) that's all that's relaxing to me (laughs) it's, it's it's just different for everybody yeah that being said we will uh, bench the Neo The World Ends With You demo again until next week. And uh, I did finish Pokemon Snap this week, the the new one. And we actually played some Black Ops 4, so we could probably talk about that next week. And uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly better than we thought it would be, I think. So that'll be interesting yeah. to look at next week. Anyway, would you say we handled this one? Yeah, I should wrap up uh, this week. Alright. Like always, guys, we want to thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. Please listen to us on Apple Podcasts and leave a great rating and review. If you don't like Apple Podcasts, we're also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. Links are always on the Twitter. And we'll be back next week. I know there's going to be a state of play on Deathloop and some indie game updates uh, before we record next week. And whatever news comes up, So I guess there's not much left 
to say this week besides Sega. Please, Sega. Sega, please re-release Shadow Hedgehog. And also, Sega, please release Need for Sonic Underground. It's got, it's got to be real. This one has to be. And that the real Contra Shattered Soldier was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.